Welcome back, everybody, and thank you again for tuning in. We have some new things coming your way, but for now, be sure to find us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter during matches and send Premier League updates, too, but we're always down to have a chat with fans all over the globe. We're also on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and run our live shows on Twitch. Click subscribe and join the conversation when we record. And as always, let us know what you think. The beautiful game is for everyone to enjoy, so keep us posted on what you want to hear more of. Now, let's have a beer. Can't do it. Uh, there you can are. do it. Jalen's got the crack for the day. Jalen <laughs> is the sole beer drinker today. What are you having? Good recovery. You know Never no, Yeah. Um, no, no, he yeah, knows. Everyone knows. Just, <laughs> I have half a mind to restart little, this goddamn little inside joke on the podcast <laughs> yeah. between Jalen and I. I don't really know what it is yet. Uh, I'm drinking a cloud candy because I just needed something. Because I no. thought everyone was drinking, and no one yeah. was. No, we we all screwed up this week. But you're holding it down from our friends at Mighty Squirrel, and Cloud Candy is uh, an old, reliable beer. We Always. jump into points. I got three fucking points this week. Isn't that horrible? Oh, Lord. That was I, pretty bad last total, weekend, too. I was, I was I think I also got... Last week? I think you did, right? No, we tied, Connor and I. You both, yeah, you guys tied. Jalen was second. You guys I was sucked. Th- I'm, I've gotten last like most weeks this season, I think, which is really embarrassing. We I got three. All-time low tallies, too. <laughs> uh, Connor got six. Andrew got eight. Jalen had three correct score lines this week. Three correct score lines for a total well, of 12. You just pushed me? You just pushed me? Yeah. Foul. Hey, you had Yellow. a good week, all right? Oh, these two have already getting it started and kicking off here. Well, he's back now, so we have to watch it out. Connor's watch back. Out yeah, game. he's feisty. You have to watch out. <laughs> you should have heard me today. Look at all the antics he's got going on. <laughs> Connor, you thought you could hide from Liverpool in the remote Maine wilderness, but yeah. you're back now. You're back on the grid, and there's nowhere you can run. should have stayed up there. They played better when you I was should've. up there. You should have. That's true. We start at Old Trafford, where things are just peachy for United. I had a question I wanted to bring up to you guys. Is Eric Ten Hag the most valuable addition to any Premier League club in the last two seasons? Because based on form and and the turnaround he's helped create and the players he's helped bring in, I would wager, yeah, I would say he probably is. And this is player or manager. Uh, it's hard to judge. I'd say Eddie Howe. I, I mean, it, uh, it's arguable for so, sure. It's so, not a crazy shout, so but I, I, I'd say no, because United's... Um, you determine success for United off trophies won, and he hasn't won a trophy yet. Obviously, just to where we're at in the season, it'd be too early to say that he is the most valuable asset in the last two years from player or manager. If I was looking at it from a manager's perspective, in order to be valuable at United, you have to win and have success behind you. And he's yet to do that. He has an opportunity to do that this Sunday. But I was going to say, in a week's time, that could yeah, be but I think that's the only criteria you've given him. Well, the thing about United, I mean, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm like, I, I'm kind of more just like devil's advocate. Like, yeah, yeah. The problem with United wasn't really technically the wins. It was the culture. And he, yeah, that's, has, I think, more com- what I'm... He's completely changed the culture. Yeah, I agree. Which is, I think, what makes him the most... Because no other manager, probably since... What, Van Hal, Mourinho? Like, those guys are the last ones that really had an identity that came to the team and changed it. Mm-hmm. Then you had, like, these years where you're just kind of walking around a circle, and this guy came in and put his fist down. 
I think that, yeah, that's true. But those managers also did it, and they they eventually lost it. So it's something that we've seen, not to the extent that he's doing it. I think in a short amount of time, it, his fist has been hammered down, and you can see that he's he puts had, his fist wherever he wants yeah, it. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what guys? Come on, grow up. Or he's trying like, to make a point here, guys. But, guys, grow guys up, like please. but I, I think that we've seen that already from United managers. I think Ten Hag is taking it up a notch. But I think what needs to happen for him to be the most valuable asset is for him to have won a trophy and it be over the course of a couple seasons. Just be, just looking at the history of this club over the last 10 years, I think you have to take that into account, that there has been success under other managers that have a style, a demand. Um, and I think Ten Hag came in at the right time when the club was at such a low point of... Lack of success while Van Hal and Mourinho were coming in at a time where it was still close enough where you can be like, all right, there isn't much to worry about from an ownership perspective. Like I think a lot of the fans had a, had a role to play in that. And you could see that the Glazers are now a little bit more, I guess, they're, they're, they're hearing the fans to some extent, not fully. There's a lot of issues that, to work out at this club. But I think that we were such in, a low, in such a low point that Ten Hag making such an impact while it was great, it was also, you can say, the fact that where we were played a hand into how great it looks. But I think there needs to be more success from a silverware perspective. But would you say that he is the most impactful? Like, all that aside, yeah, to yeah. sum up what you... What it I'm, works well for your point that he plays Eddie Howe this weekend. Because right. you mentioned Eddie Howe is the other... I don't know who mentioned why, that. Yeah. Also, yeah. why would Eddie Howe be above Ten Hag? Also, hasn't won silverware. So that's I think, but there's an impact. There, but on. there's a different, there's a different oh. way of looking at Newcastle than there is. You know, that's, that was my point. Like United's success is determined by trophies. Newcastle, look at where they were. They were in relegation. They were, yeah, new ownership came in, but they were still the same team. Like mm. just because an owner mm, no. ownership was a big reason yeah. as to what revamped their team and I what know. drew a new manager into their team. So if you're looking at single pieces, I think if you I think it's Eddie Howe been phenomenal, but I think if you look at the Newcastle side in comparison to United, the ownership and the takeover was more impactful than, than Eddie, Eddie Howe single-handedly. I and agree. If you compare pieces, individual I don't, I don't, pieces. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. because, because Eddie Howe, if he didn't receive the players that but, but ownership money, brought, he money, would not be money, successful. Money. He would not be as successful. But teams, but teams get investment Br- all the time. Bruno, Team, but teams not get investment like Newcastle. What do you mean... They I would mean, not have bought Bruno, dude. Get. They would not have bought about? Bruno Gimarash. They would have not. They would have okay. not bought Nick Pope. They would have not bought Botman. That's they, this season. Newcastle. Yeah, we're talking over the course of two years. Newcastle would be in no position to right now. They would not sit in fifth place in the league without the addition of those players. Those players were bought through management. But investment is something we've seen that is given to managers all the time, and because. Not Newcastle. What do you mean? They were they invested in players. Other clubs invest in players, and it doesn't pan out well. What I see right now, I, I don't know why you're trying to downplay He's, United so yeah, much Connor's, right now. Connor's I'm for not, ten hog I'm in not, this I'm argument. I'm not. But I, you I, literally this but is you're, and, you're, Andrew but trying your to point bottle is, your himself point is, up into a sane pundit and act as your a point is your, sane. Your point is disproven. United you're fan. Not letting, you, didn't, you never let me finish my point. Your point is disproven. I let you speak for five minutes. Your point is disproven by the fact that managers have gotten investment, good managers, and they haven't been successful in the Premier League. Eddie Howe is a different type of manager where he's able to mesh an okay squad from January last year to now an invested squad in 
and seeing where they're at in fourth place and going to a final on Sunday. Yes, he's had the squad turnover has been more than at United. Dude, he Ten Hag has he, revamped players that United bought three seasons ago. Eddie Howe didn't for do 100 that. Hundred million pounds. The, these players that that Eddie Howe has That's are impact, are though. less caliber players in terms of. They're less caliber players and they're they're not as expensive. That, uh, my point is that we cannot, I cannot sit here and be a no. You're gonna sit on the fence I, as you are. No, I'm not sitting you on the fence. You just said you're gonna go win let the trophy. Finish, let you finish. confidently said two weeks ago that you're gonna go win this trophy. Yeah, we are. So if you're backing your manager, that trophy's already in your pocket. And I mean, you're gonna beat there, Eddie Howe to do there's it. Still, there's still a chance of us losing. Oh, now there is. I never you said, I there still was, said there's, there's a, they're a good team. I never said that they're not. You a also want to list United as title favorites. Newcastle are far from title favorites right now. My point is that we've been title favorites with other managers before. Like that's the point. You have a lot of points, but now that but was my first. Point it was the, not the trophies. My, no, then it was the investment. That's not true. And now, true. now it's the fact that you. Have been title favorites while other my, managers. I literally stated this in the beginning. My point. I'm was, trying to back your guy. Ten Hag has my, been the most impactful individual in the last two years that we've seen in the Premier League. My point. My point from the beginning was that we've had success before. We've had managers that put their fists down, and we can't. I can't get away. It's too far ahead of myself in saying that he's been the most impactful manager in the last two years for a club because we've had that happen in the past, and it still turns out poorly in two years. There's a lot other problems at United, and I think just leaving it Are up. Are there, though? It looks a lot different right I mean, now. We have, There's we no Mourinho antics. There's no doubt of Ole. This is a proven manager with the players Mourinho that he's was already turned manager. around. Yes, but I said, it was I dicey under Mourinho. I literally Mourinho. said the re- I think a lot of the reason is because of where the club is at and when he came in and the role that he can play. So that makes him more impactful. I, I, I think we look, were desperate for something that was like that. I would say a lot of problems Impact. at United it may, would maybe but it be makes pushing it, look better it a little than bit. It is. The big, maybe the biggest thing about Ten Hag is, as we've said, he's changed the culture completely, which is reflective that yes. there are not a ton of problems at United right now. Yeah, the ownership's not great. You've had historical problems with that. But as of late, I mean, you've not had trouble bringing in players you want to bring in. You've not had trouble turning it around in terms of form. So... I guess, I don't know. I, I, I would pick Ten Hag over Eddie Howe if we were going to judge these two. And I mean, again, you could also bring in that conversation of players being a part of this conversation too. Yeah, I was looking at it from a manager's it's hard to. Though. It's a hard question because it's such a wide goalpost. But right. at the same time, I don't know. I just, there's a I, lot of season left, but they're in, Andrew, they're in third right now. They're I fighting for a trophy. I want to, but we did, that with, we did that with Mourinho. We did that with, um, we won a trophy with Van Hal. We won two trophies with Mourinho. Like we've been in this position before. It's a little bit different now with the fact that of the mentality that Ten Hag has brought in. That's my point. I can't get too ahead of myself and say it because I've had I've had that thought process. I had it with Ole. Yeah, but that's different the, than oh. the, the Rio Ferdinand video. That that's was fucked. me. That's but that's different than <laughs> the conversation we're having right same, now. Compare like, Ole to Ten Hag. No, 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 no. Damn, no the dude. hype, the hype, yeah. it's the but, excitement. But yeah, yeah. Not, that's not, different than the argument I think we're having right now. No, it's of not. Who's more those, impactful? Those play factors. Those are huge factors into decision into making that decision. Ole does not play a factor. Mourinho does not. We're talking about measuring impact, not but they oh, had an what impact. it could be but or what had, it could turn out But he out hasn't won be. anything yet, so I don't think the impact... Neither has Eddie Howe. But they were Newcastle isn't a club to turn off trophies one as of recently. Oh, yeah, and what could Newcastle... United is. United Newcastle is. with Eddie Howe. I could say the same thing. Newcastle in two no. seasons could be Leicester in two seasons. Leicester of right now. Leicester New- is not a club to win trophies. They, they won an it. FA Cup. Okay, they're not a club and that you expect. they now? They're in a relegation they're, fight. I could say the same thing. Not a, Newcastle in not, two seasons could be in a relegation fight. to win trophies. That's my point. They're not a club that you look at and say they need Would to win a trophy every Newcastle single season. Newcastle of two seasons ago. Liverpool, Chelsea, City. Newcastle under Steve Bruce is a team that wins trophies. No, 
Yeah. My point is that there's different goalposts or there's different so, goals for each club. Yes, but you're also saying that and United Pacific, could fall off because of no, these past no, no, no. managers. Not that and far. Newcastle could fall off like Leicester that won, won an FA Cup when My had point, this no. come up was top four. Newcastle have only been good there's, for a season. There's more. I think the stability from where Newcastle was in terms of relegation and ownership Ownership. What Eddie, but Eddie Howe also, style of play, investment, the right investment and the right manager to mesh that all together for a club. Like, what is going to glue they, Newcastle to the top? Ownership or Eddie Howe? Eddie Howe could be gone in two seasons. What do you, dude, investment comes and goes for a lot of From clubs ownership. and play and player and um, clubs get relegated with a lot of money. Dude, I don't know why you're short selling your manager. I'm not short. selling him short. You I'm just not getting ahead of myself. Okay. Just not getting ahead of myself. Both of you take two minutes, Jay. <laughs> I don't. I don't personally. I don't agree with Andrew. I think I agree with Connor. I think you're pretty downplaying the effect of Ten Hag, and I think I don't. I don't think the comparison with Mourinho and Van Hall. I. I. I think you're real. I. I don't know that though. The year between Mourinho like leaving after that, that was like just terrible times. Just like. Just like where the club was at, the culture, everything, the the remarks they're making about managers, Ole, like the disrespect he was getting, and like I just think, despite the whole, yes, we you have a hundred million dollar players, like I just feel like the impact is a lot more than Eddie Howe. I I don't hate the Eddie Howe argument, but I I think Ten Hogs is more noticeable in my opinion you, also you do make a fair point in saying that because we're living in the modern day there's like a more of a romance and an excitement to it all you're right united have been in a similar position before with a qualified coach where they were fighting for trophies and it just didn't shake out at the end of the season but from a neutral or from a neutral fan standpoint i i i fear united a lot more now spurs have never gotten results against united but as a whole and in terms of where i believe they can keep rising to i think there's a very, very high ceiling with him on the touchline. Probably more so than there is with Eddie Howe. Again, I think, not to discredit what Eddie Howe has done, but, you know, Newcastle ownership could look at saying, well, okay, the takeover's here. We've given him a lot of time. I feel like we have kind of reached a limb with him. Let's see who else we can bring mm -hmm. in. Let's see who else we can buy. Let's see how we can mold, mold this team to keep them in that top four conversation because right. right now they're not looking super convincing. Especially as more superstars come in. Like, Eddie Howe isn't necessarily the guy that manages those superstars. They might go get try to get an Ancelotti or someone like that. And to shift the conversation... <laughs> Have you seen Glad enough back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you this seen enough good Jaden Sancho to say that he's back, or will you need more good Jaden Sancho? Just need more. Yeah. There's there's the talents there. I mean, you excitement's could, there you could for see, sure. You could but. see how confident he is on the ball compared to how he's ever been. Um, I mean, he was playing in more of a ten on Sun on uh, on Saturday, but um, was it Saturday on Sunday? Sunday. But um, yeah, I think he's. Looked phenomenal since he's come back. There's been a couple of difficult games, but the whole team hasn't played too well. Like the Leeds was a good example of that. But no, gets a goal, um, a huge part of the buildup, and then obviously finishes it off. I want more of it, but I'm also really happy to see that he's performing at a level in which is 100 was 95 million pounds what we paid for him. If he can keep that up till the end of the season, yeah, he's back. Yeah, and I mean, what I want to see from Sancho now is maybe what he does after another slight dip in form. So he has another really good game next week. Week after that, not a good performance. That game after that's going to become really important because he's now will have been seriously been going through it. He took yeah. a lot of time away from the team, which seems like it's helped him for all intents and purposes. And that would be, again, credit to Ten Hag for kind of setting that all up. But yeah, I'm really intrigued to see where this one goes because when it comes to wingers, 
I'm hard convinced of wingers that come to the Premier League. Anthony, I've been very vocal about my skepticism about him and his ability to adapt or ever become a good player for United. I don't know. Another very expensive guy, but... Imagine uh, that was Mourinho with Sancho. He would have had him running in the park doing suicides. Train your mind! The Ndombele days. It's this winter and he's running with his shirt off. TBT. It's only cold in your head. Okay, we mentioned Newcastle briefly. And this is an interesting topic because I think we are starting to see them slip and slide a little bit. This weekend, they've dropped to fifth. Tottenham moved to fourth after a win over West Ham. We'll talk about that in a second. Is Newcastle of the, I guess, top four, five, six clubs the most gettable for you guys? Or, or is there still a left to be desired? You have to be convinced a bit more of this Newcastle team? I definitely feel that way. I think Tottenham, it's between them and Tottenham. Tottenham are so back and forth, but I think Tottenham just have that leg above them because of the quality of players that they have. That's me. Yeah, yeah I think I see six I'm not worried about, I guess. I would put Newcastle behind Tottenham. If I had to say of actually reaching top four, I don't think Newcastle right now are in... I don't think they create enough momentum for themselves. Like They've leaned on their crowd this season heavily to help them get those like 1-0, those nil-nil results. Like, they just don't score goals right now. And it is a bit of a concern. I think they're one of the top three or four on like of the most valuable chances created. They're like third or in the top three of missed, like or lowest conversion rate mm. of valuable created chances. So I think the issue for them is just trying to find the back of the net. I see Tottenham as more of a team that can ride a high and like get three points after three points. Whereas I see Newcastle, maybe they get three points, but then it's a draw and then who knows. So um, 11 draws for Newcastle this yeah. season. They're 10, 11 and two on 41 points, just three better than Fulham in sixth place uh, and just six better than Brighton in seventh place. So I don't think any of us would see them dropping below Fulham or Brighton barring an absolute shellacking from either of those teams the rest of the season. But yeah, I mean this this seems like this seems like a team that's sinking to fifth, and now we'll kind of maybe just stay in fifth. But uh, I don't know the, the the consistency. I don't know. I don't have. They like, got to score some goals, man. They have to. They have to. Score I think goals. it's. A, I think yeah. that's a good point because I don't have. I don't like not have faith in their squad because they have a strong squad now, yeah. and like barring like the Nick Pope mishap this weekend, like that doesn't happen every weekend. Right, but right. like as you said, there's eleven draws and he's scoring. When you watch them, it's like. If they're not having those crazy connections that like Bruno and uh, Almiron were having, where they were just scoring on every one two they had, like yeah. it's pretty like static. Where like it's St. Max going against four guys, right? Or it's Callum Wilson on a breakaway and he just doesn't hit, like doesn't yeah. hit the back of the net. And I think no one, as much as Almiron has been phenomenal this season, like I don't think anyone can realistically see him continuing the form. He had. Oh no, like, I think it's already like, it's already dropped off. I don't a, look at very him, much. Like, I don't look at him as like a 22, 23 goal guy and like he would have to be that guy through the rest of the season. Oh yeah. In order for to give New Newcastle a chance unless they find it somewhere else. He's so still th he's still a threat. I think yeah, yeah. I, I think it's yeah. I think his threat level from past seasons is through yeah, the roof. No, yeah. he's certainly his ceiling has gone way up from what we've seen previously, but Newcastle and it, then it gets dicey. How does it play into these uh, individuals' heads when they then drop into that pack of, like, if they do, into the Fulham, the Brighton? Because those teams are coming. Like, they're salivating at the chance to be up there in those European positions. 
Liverpool maybe can make a late push in league form to at least try to qualify for Europa. Like all those teams are coming. What happens if Newcastle has a slide at a bad time, like right now, and then they're now worried about these teams around them as opposed to having that cushion, like it could play in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a little dicey for them. Earlier you brought up like, you know, ownership could end up sacking Eddie Howe, which sounds like a crazy, like sort of title to grab people's attention, but they might be a victim of their own standard that they're putting for themselves right now. With the takeover, they're, they're in the Pantheon. They've been in the top five the entire season so far. They were in second for quite some time, I think. So yeah. they might fall victim to their own standard. They might look at their own – it's one of their own best qualities, which is their management, and go, listen, you know, we can bring in more players. We can sort of keep trusting you with the game plan, but – Gonna need to see some more results going our way. Gonna yeah. need to see us getting all three points a little bit more often right. than we're doing right now. And yeah. I mean, they're blessed with probably one of the best defenses in the for league. sure. I mean, the Bottman's arguably top three center backs in the yeah. league right Full now. Back line. I mean, Trippier. There's there cannot be enough good things said about Trippier from the right back position and from a leadership position. Yeah. It bring brings a ton of positive quality Nick to this Pope. Newcastle team. Nick Pope. One of the craziest things I've seen a goalie do over the weekend, but at the same time, maybe the lone blemish on his season when you think about it. A season he's been otherwise, dare I say, perfect. I mean, he's really not put a foot wrong a lot of the time. So, Mm -hmm. And they'll be getting their security blanket in front of the back. Gimarash is coming back off his three-match ban. Yeah, he got a straight straight red, right? I don't remember, but I think it was a... He was watching from the stands. I think it was a double yellow, but... Was it? To wrap up, gents, is Newcastle finishing outside the top four this season? Yes. Yes. I'm going fourth. I think they're going to finish fourth. Wow. I feel like Tottenham have really been able to kind that's of you're not. That's because you're not but a Tottenham they, fan. They've proven that they can get that spot. So I, yeah. I'm going to say I think Newcastle I'm a fucking just hater. won't have enough. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, certainly a threat coming into next season as for yeah. who knows. Speaking of those damn Spurs, Tottenham get a big 2-0 win over West Ham. Emerson gets a goal. Everything is all good and dandy. Really, really fun to watch. It was a total good vibes display. It was just a feel good, hard nose, holy ball. No, it really was. It was get out there. We're going to put sort of a crazy lineup out there based on injuries, obviously, but they got it done in a pretty gritty way. They're playing a, a pretty downtrodden team in West Ham. But, you know, Hyungman Song comes on the game and the seventh, close, a little bit after the 70th minute, and the game immediately completely gets turned on its head. Spurs were already up 1-0 at this point, but possession became dominant. We looked automatically the much better side. And after the game, Son said, you know, I'm not happy when I'm on the bench. It's frustrating. I know that my form's not that good, not been that good, but I'm not happy when I come off the bench. I would argue right now, if we just kept him on the bench and brought him on the end of the game in the 70th plus minute, if that's the change that he can make, if that's the impact he can make when he comes on, he wouldn't be happy about it. His dad sure as shit wouldn't be happy about it, but his dad would take knocks. I wouldn't mind Son coming off the bench in a full-time role the rest of the season. It's, again, if that's what he can offer when he comes on, if that's what's going to make him more driven, it's twice now he's been benched this season and come in the game and immediately scored a goal, something that he, we've not seen him do. I mean, not only has his goal form been bad, but his overall form has been really, really bad. Saying that as someone who's watched every single game this season, seen every single minute he's played, he was awful in Champions League. He's been dreadful most of Champions League, even in the group stages. Premier League form has been really bad. He had a crazy brace against Preston North End, but yeah, it was talk- a brace against Preston North End. So right. We kind of talked about it last week, me and you, in terms of him being benched, and I was just like fully on board with it. And it's funny how we said that, and he comes on and 
is, and you've been a, hugely impactful. You, you love Son. Even when yeah. I've gotten on him in the past, you've said, yo, you need to chill out. This I, is a club legend. Yeah. This is someone who's brought your club to new heights, which is true. But yeah, I, think I don't he, think it's yeah. that crazy. I don't, truly. I would only say that if Richarlison's in good form, and he's honestly been just as bad. He's, he, I think, I don't know if you, if you thought he played good this weekend. I thought he was pretty poor. I thought he's had very few good performances. In the I, I don't want to say poor because that's just like kind of, you know, mean. But he just, he doesn't have that like finishing a bit like ability like right now yeah. in the Prem for some reason. Like with Brazil, he's a completely different player. Obviously, most of them are. Yeah. But I mean, like, he, I don't know. It just doesn't look like he's not playing his natural position. Like he doesn't look good. He, in the played, left, front he played left wing at Watford. I'm pretty sure like when he first came, but I, I don't know. Like I, I would only argue son being on the bench if Richarlison was in crazy form and also son was in bad. Form. And I also think like, Hey, let Dan Juma get a start. Let him get yeah. a full, a full start, get him out there. I mean, I, yeah, Richarlison's been meh, but I still think that's better than Son, who's been, ugh, you know, like in terms of performances. If <laughs> I'm going to get Dan Juma, <laughs> I, I agree with Dan Juma because he's. Get he, Dan Juma a game. Why not? I have him uh, play in this front three. Richarlison, to your point, has not really looked all that at home in the Spurs front three. He's coming, he's working his way back. Working too. his way. And he, granted, he has a couple Champions League goals too, had the brace against Marseille. You know, he's, he's put in some good performances, but largely he's looked. Kind of left out of the party when it's mm -hmm. when it's either uh, Kulu or Kane or Kulu and Son or any variation of those three. Like he's just not looked totally like he's he's enjoying his football really all that much. He's gritty, but I don't know. I I think it was high time Son got sat down. And if this is the product we're gonna get from sitting him down, I mean, again, it could like drive him out of the club at the end of the season. He's like, I'm not <laughs> fucking sitting anymore. But at the same time, man, I mean, he came on and I was like, this is unfortunately this is working too well for me to not consider it as like a kind of a full-time thing but yeah, yeah i don't know tough. is that crazy to you guys from a neutral I, fan looking no, at Spurs, i think it, I, I personally I would think, have it's, to I think it's crazy i would have to not see it as like a temporary solution it's like he sits he comes off the bench for three games if he's on if he's on blistering form off the bench in those three games like as much as it is a thing of beauty for him to come in and be able to change a match in 20 minutes at that point the manager is going to have to look at his cards and be like well, if he's in this form and he can do this in 20 minutes, we have to give him 90. Like, it, you can't just rely on him to be a sub if he if he is doing what he's doing off the bench. But I don't know. It, it is, especially with the type of football that Spurs play, being like... Shitty. They, I mean, they'll look like one team for 20 minutes and then they'll look like fucking ducks running around for 20 minutes and then they it's decide to play to for... They play for 20 minutes. They look like quality football and then you have no idea then like... Dyer's Look, like I, smacking his body. I, I could I could dress up any hypothetical situation that I want to like make my argument look better. But yeah. say he has three really bad starts in a Tottenham. His next three games are really really bad. That fourth game, we put him on the bench, bring him off, and he scores a brace. Like, what are you? Do you still think just this season his role should be starter, and we reassess that at the end of the season? Or I I think because of what he's done for the club, he deserves to start. I mean, it could be like I mean I'm sure you guys have seen that Mourinho quote when. Uh, Eto won the treble with Barca and they player swap for Ibra and Eto is on the bench for like the first like couple of games. He's like, what are you doing? And Mourinho's like, you need this because you're not in good form. And then he came back and won the treble uh, with them. Yeah, I, I think it's a temporary, like Jalen, using that example, I think it's a temporary thing. You got you to gotta bench him for a little bit to kind of reignite that fire under him. I say that a lot, especially on this podcast, but I think it's something that works and he's a high quality enough player where he'll, he'll know 
all right, like I've been in, he knows he's been in shit form. And I think it just takes that bit of extra confidence of being an impact off the bench to make it a full-time thing where it's happening every game. And he, he has that. It's just, I don't know. Spurs are not an informed team. So, yeah. And I mean, form is going to come and go. Like, yeah. No player, even the Harry Kane's lore, like they have their lulls in form. And I think, as Jalen puts it, like Son has earned that where a manager should stick by him in those moments of where he's not producing as much. I know it's felt like a good portion of the season, but stick with him because I think it'll pay off on what you're going to get in whatever the next three months of his good form are going to be. Plus, the next game is against Chelsea this Sunday, so you do want your surefire hitters out for that match. It's yeah. not really a match you want to experiment and throw. Oh, let's right. put Danjuma out there. Let's <laughs> see what that does. Because you know? <laughs> obviously, Danjuma could come off the bench you like he did gotta, against Preston. You got to leave uh, Conte at home. The, the, I mean, the substitute boss. I wasn't going to write it down on my notepad, but since you brought it up, Spurs are two and zero, and Conte is not on the touchline yeah. again. Shout out to Christian Stellini getting yeah. it done when we need him to. That's. Once again, man, I mean, he's the Stellini. I love listening to him answer the questions free, man. He's fucking. He's like, he's just, this shit's too easy. He's yeah. <laughs> literally so relaxed. Two and two. Were you nervous? No. <laughs> Do I fucking look nervous? He's like balding. They're like, well, kind of, but yeah. Know, most bald guys just genuinely have a nervous look about them, but. Unless you're Tanaka. Unless you're Tanaka, who's just cool. His top of the head is cool as the other side Stays of the pillow. Stays so dry, too. I don't I know. know. Usually bald guys sweat. It's so pointy. He did. He <laughs> yeah. did lose the quarter zip under the blazer <laughs> look, which was somebody must have been like, "Hey, mm. finally got a style." Hey man, we're not in the ones. Just wear a sweater <laughs> under the blazer. It's a great look. It honestly is. I like it. We did bring up Chelsea. We're going to segue into Chelsea, and I don't want to just bring them up to just beat the shit out of them each week, but they just keep playing poorly. They've lost to Southampton, who are the league's bottom of bottom rock, table rock club, bottom. rock bottom. Yep. Some of the stats about Southampton are crazy too. Like this is their first win and I think like nine or 10 matches, but it's their first clean sheet in 26 or 27 matches comes against the team that spent the most of any team in the top five leagues this, this window. So I mean, major, major problems. I, we've talked about Graham Potter quite a bit. And I mean, I guess to bring up now, like where I stand with Graham Potter and then we can each kind of give our two cents on Graham Potter. I think he's a good coach who has a good game plan who can succeed at a lot of clubs. I think Chelsea have the makings of one of the most dangerous teams in the top five leagues right now. I don't think they go well together. I love hot sauce more than anything. And I like vanilla ice cream a lot too. Wouldn't fucking put him in the same bowl and eat him. And I know that's a childish comparison, but <laughs> it's one of those things where both things can be good. I know you have your thoughts on Grand Potter. I'm interested to hear what those are based on those, the results, but I think they need to separate these two. I think they could both be moving in really good directions, but it's just they're not a cohesive they're not a cohesive pairing right now. No two ways about it. I think the saying goes there's levels to this is a huge factor as well. Like Grand Potter, unfortunately, I mean talked I mentioned a little bit last week, but he's just not up to the level and he's also in a very difficult situation. But I think even if he was given the squad in the beginning of the season, it still would be very difficult because it's a lot of personalities and he does not really understand the the experience that it, it takes to deal with those players. So his pressures have been bad. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's it, not been commanding in a press he conference. Looks like exactly. The, yeah. the whole, it was, it was, I felt really bad for him, but Me the, too. they were like, you're, they're calling you the worst Chelsea manager in history. And he was like, well, yeah. Like he kind of just kind of like, they sure are. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I felt for him in that, in that instance, but yeah, I just feel like the term there's levels to this is a really good one to throw out there yeah. that just, is not up for the job. Right. 
he's not a manager that has proven he can build necessarily a culture. He can create play styles, can develop players, can do all of that, but he doesn't rule with this iron fist and him being this whimsical, very creative, forward-thinking manager is not Chelsea right now with all these players. They need structure. They need to be told exactly what to do. These are young players, a lot of them too. They're not guys that have a lot of XP under their belt to be to fall back on. So I think that's kind of where Graham Potter is falling short. You look like, I mean, against Dortmund, they actually looked, despite the result, they looked really there were stretches good. Of good. That was yeah. like, wow, this is like what Graham Potter ball at Chelsea could look like and how threatening they really could be. But then... I mean, on the weekend, two weekends ago, then you see them go out and play again, and we're critical of the players of, like, they're trying to do these, like, fancy flicks, these interchanges, and it's like, there's no structure here. It looks like you're searching for very unorthodox ways to break down the other team, and even if you do happen to get a goal out of it, where it comes off, where, I mean, Mudrick does some crazy turn off the left-hand side, Enzo sprays a ball, beautiful diagonal ball. At the end of the day, they cannot fall back on that again to bring them another goal in two matches time. Like it's not a set style of play, a set structure. It's like individual styles trying to mesh and highlighting everything at once when no Graham has to tell these guys what to do. Well, we, we called it. I think I was watching the game with you. We called that game against, what was it? West Ham. Or West Ham. It was West Ham. played both London. It was West Ham, and it looked like he was trying to play the side like he played. Yes, obviously this is kind of sounds stupid, but you play a certain style of play, but he was treating these players like they were Brighton players and not mm. certain. Like The way they were playing around the 18 was like he played with Brighton. Right. Like Connor mentioned, flicks, tricks. Yeah. Like, yeah, like individual styles. But I think when you have such a deep team with creativity, you don't want to rely too much on that. Because these players are levels above Brighton players, in my opinion, on an individual scale. But it seemed that he was kind of using that to his, trying to use that to his advantage, but it just wasn't working. Yeah. Jay has been in the past the chief of the Graham Potter Critics Club. <laughs> has this made you less convinced of him, or were you already so not convinced of him that this hasn't really changed the way you think about him? Um, I don't know. Like one thing that Connor said is that he doesn't have a culture. I think he did. I think he did at Brain. I think he did instill a culture because as much as the new coach is doing really well, I don't think personally what those players are doing are because of them or because of him. I think mm -hmm. it's because of Graham. Like I don't okay. think Solly March is doing these. Like he's been in and like despite like maybe not having the goals and assists, he's very influential yeah. for them. And Good I form. don't think he was like that before Graham really just hammered them down and like Andrew said they're not Brighton like I don't think they're as easy to mold like he he molded each player on that squad to do what they needed to do and he has like a, a, again Andrew said that he has way different personalities <clears throat> who come from way different places and they have different play styles and I don't know if he has to adjust his tactics and conform to what they do because now you have a player from a a star from Atletico Madrid. You have a hundred million dollar Ukrainian youngster who has World Cup winner. He has a World Cup winner. Like he has these like crazy players, yeah. and he has to, and they keep coming in. Like 
now he has to figure out gusto and like stuff like that. And it's just like, I don't like, it's hard to, you can only see so much in a training session. Like you need to see him in a game. And when he tests these players out and puts them in different, it's at the cost of a game. It's at the cost of his reputation. Like as much as he has to learn through it, like it sucks. Yeah. Like I feel like that, like in my opinion, I just think of what other manager could come into this situation and do better and I don't even know if I could count five on my hand. Yeah. Like it's tough. I wish he never it left Brighton. Really tough. Truly, I wish he never left Brighton. I think I think it is a good step for him in the evolution of Grand Potter because Jalen talks about changing his tactics. Like I think up until this point in his career, he's kind of been allowed to rely on the same tactics of that Grand Potter style of football. Yes, at Brighton, like he built that culture. I would agree with that. But I think also at Brighton you can realize that it's okay if Brighton go and concede three goals and score four and kind of live on the dicey line of like, oh, we're getting some points. Yes, we're getting conceding too many goals at times. But I think this is where Graham is going to realize that he does need to evolve his game, especially when you get to these big clubs. Because like, look at Chelsea. I mean, look at Arsenal. Look at United. Like, they all have their club identities. And it's more finding a manager with tactics that are close to that identity but still like the club tactics i would say take a front seat but then the manager is the complement to those club tactics ten hog at united is a very good example like manchester united play a very exciting but tactical style of football that's fun to watch and they're disciplined in how they do it arsenal known for tiki taka mikel arteta is getting them to play that style of football. Arsenal hateable, Mikel Arteta, maybe the most hateable manager of all time. Yeah. So you see these two are meshing right. together in greatness of, yeah. of hatred that comes from it. But even, I mean, Liverpool, high energy, runs off emotion. They have Jurgen Klopp to complement that. So when you look at Chelsea, Chelsea is a team that can be very good and clinical going forward, but they have always had a defensive backbone. So that's where I think Graham needs to look at his side and be like, we need to we need to defend first and then with those players the attacking aspects of the game will come like just let them run that's when he can do that but he has to t- make that tweak to his tactics in order to get there it is crazy how open they are when they like i feel like when they get when teams take it to them they are very it's insane how vulnerable they are mm-hmm. there They're, seems to be like no structure in the back line or in the midfield I would, I would definitely say that, I would definitely say the midfield yeah imagine if tiago silva wasn't there he's <laughs> little <laughs> It was crazy as he already became like a Chelsea legend in such a little amount of time. I actually didn't know how well at reviewed any, like thirty. Anywhere seven. that man yeah. goes, literally just. Also, to me, not a great look to have brought in the only Brighton player you bring over. His form has dropped. I don't even know who Cucurella is anymore. Honestly, I don't. I, you can watch him for forty minutes and he doesn't have a single positive touch on the ball. They, I can't. They call that a one season wonder. I'll meet you. This is why you don't I'll uh, meet you. <laughs> how much did how much did Cucurella come over? He was like sixty mil 65. almost, wasn't he? He was, Expensive, he was sixty-five. I mean, jeez, guys. Come on, I know that's sort of the theme over there. It's and he pushed for it too. And he you're pushed rank for it. on Trent's defending. That dude cannot he's never even seen uh, defending. I mean <laughs> But again, it's like at, well, least, at least he has the offensive capability yeah, to back right. it up. No, that's right. what I mean. <laughs> Cucurella looks lost. Bro. He's not producing on either side of the ball, and I don't Poor really but it's again two people that I didn't think just fit so well at Brighton. But I think about if he just never left Brighton and say the Brighton's like sixth right now, would Brighton ownership be like, hey man, this manager game is a fickle bitch, but if you can't get us into a Europa League spot now based on where we are, you know, 
We're always going to ask a little bit more. So we're going to have to like, let you go. If you don't get us, you know, I, would they just continue being okay with finishing, you know, six, seven, I think six, so. it yeah. sounds, it sounds like I, yeah. there's money like in their think, pocket. But yeah. Stable club in the primary league. I think that's the expectation. Two seasons of finishing like six or seventh. You don't think at any point Brighton management well, would be like, yo, okay, he took them to the high. I'm pretty sure he got them the most points ever last season. I think Grand you're right. Potter. Yeah. So I think yeah. like that would have to come. That would have to be I like think, ten years down the road. I think a lot case. of teams are learning that that trying to make that jump is dangerous. You look at Leicester relegation team, <laughs> Southampton, like five years ago was in the six or eight when they had Shane Long and those guys up top. Who's another West Ham? West Ham, West Ham. West Ham. West Ham like, was the biggest one. Tries yeah. to make the jump and now they're down. it's hard. They're man. down there like. It's hard. It, it is tough. It's like people are like, "Oh, this Chelsea job was too big for Graham Potter." He was, but was was there a, is there a team in between Brighton and in between Chelsea that he would you know because because Brighton's up there now. Yeah. Brighton's in sixth place no. in the Prem, yeah, so any team Chelsea's above them would be. Like, I just feel like the pressure. Yeah. Chelsea is just a bigger club. Like the, the, the expectation that you have with that. Right. But I think it, it is the evolution of Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. And it was made worse by the fucking investment. I like, don't think <laughs> this is. I th I think I don't want Grand Potter to fail out of management and I think this will be a huge learning curve for him and it'll only serve him well I think and he's gonna learn a lot yeah. he's a smart dude very capable guy let us not discuss Chelsea losing one nil if we're not going to shout out Southampton for winning one nil and you know what guys is James Ward-Prowse the greatest Premier League free kick taker of all time let's look at the stat sheet David Beckham still in first with 18 goals with that winner against Chelsea James Ward-Prowse moves to 17 he's one back of David Beckham for tying the all-time Premier League lead in free kick goals and he's got a few seasons left so you'd have to shout right he's on you'd have track, to, one I of mean, the best free kick takers the game has ever seen maybe maybe the best based he on needs his age. a move he needs a move to a club because like think about it David Beckham at United he's probably getting way more. I'd love to see the conversion rates of those scored yeah true you know what i mean because david beckham probably had he was in the league a shorter amount of time but he probably had took a lot of free kicks for united because they were always on the front foot in yeah the and so. i think about it and i like your i like your move idea because unlike any other situation where a player makes a move and all of a sudden like if the play style is different who he's playing with is different free kicks a free kick man in any in any country yeah. free kick is setting the ball on the ground lining it up and taking a shot and he can do that for any team so oh, yeah. ball never lies is that what they the ball <laughs> unless it's literally lying the yeah. ball does not lie so i mean i don't know when i think about it it's he's been doing this for a long time jay you shook your head when i said that what's your beef huh i thought you were about to say Greatest midfielder because that's because that's what I said in the <laughs> Alex. Yeah. the greatest I, midfielder. I was just like, oh. yeah. no, but I think if Southampton goes down, he's for sure. Yeah, I think getting, we're going to be. He's getting, he's getting scooped up by someone. Jalen looks at James Ward Prowse the same way he looks at Mape and uh, yeah, who's the other guy from? Nah, that's from Aston Villa. That's a different level. Of <laughs> oh, that, that's all. <laughs> that's that made me so sad. Those that's two. Are, the only Jalen hatred I took personally was when you said uh, Triori was. I was like, dude, come on, man. Those, for like those, two that, those two are pure hatred, but. <laughs> uh. That's great. I don't know. It's worth the conversation. I, and I was going to say, like, of, of all the free kick takers, I, mean, I don't know how many mess he has. I have to imagine it's more than 18, oh, he's right? Out, like, yeah. he's, he's way he's up. He's got there. a long way to go he before he like catches. 60. I don't know if it's Lolly. King Leo. I just saw a stat on him. For yeah. I don't know. I think we'll even see a couple more. He could break this record before the end of the season. There's what? He could. 12, no, 13 games left. He's so up there. He's yeah. almost averaging like one a game at this point. Guys, the marquee game of the day. We have to talk about it. Connor, unfortunately, we can't I just avoid this. I shoved it towards the bottom just so that you'd have some time. Well, actually, we have one more topic. But uh -huh. Liverpool 2, Real Madrid 5. Goals coming left and right, mostly for Los Blancos. But uh -huh. I don't know. It's not, uh -huh. not to just throw it your guys' way in just a general <laughs> conversation. But 
it seems like if we start with Liverpool, it seems like one step forward, two steps back for this team. Different, different competition. Your Premier League form is getting better, but does this make you mm. more nervous? Is this just a bit one bad game? What are your thoughts after today? The thing that hurts the most about it is it was at Anfield and the way we started. Um, I don't know what to think about it. I mean, it definitely. I was feeling good on the weekend, despite I don't think. Like, we won 2-0 against a good Newcastle side. They're down a man. I don't think we played well up a man against them, so I had a little bit of doubt, and then we come out and do this. So I'm like, it's going to be it's gonna be a tough... I think it's going to be a tough rest of the season. Um, I don't know I don't know where to go. I, it's, I mean, when we go back to the Bernabeu, like, I, there, there was hope when we went back to Anfield for Barcelona, but, like... <laughs> We're not going. It feels to like Anfield. that magic has sort of left the. <laughs> yeah, and I mean the atmosphere. Like we had the perfect. You got to sign a read quick. I think. I think. The, <laughs> there's so one game. One today. game contract. Yeah. I, I think. Um, Come on, attacking quickly. I think I just have to come to the reality of like Liverpool is kind of. We are moving away from the team that we were for the last five to six seasons, um, and part of that is due to I would say the players and just not being the right fit at the moment. So either the players that we have currently that are coming through need to be molded into a different style of player that fits more our manager, or we have to bring in different guys that live and breathe Liverpool, Liverpool football. So I think the rest of the season based on this result, it's going to be, I'm literally going to be pulling my hair out watching every game. Cause we can concede a lead at any moment. I mean, two nil Newcastle, they were down a man, and they still could have tied the game, like, mm. and we would have dropped points. True. So it's like, that's just what it's going to be, and I have to swallow that pill, and it is going to go down hard. <laughs> I think to avoid, I guess, more talking about Liverpool, because we feel like we've kind of beaten that horse throughout the season, uh, Fenway Sports Group said that they are looking for investment, not selling the club. So I think that will play huge into, hugely into your favor um, over the fact that yeah, you can now – Hopefully, if there's right investment, you can pick players out you don't want, keep the ones you do, and invest in the right ones, and put the money in for players like Jude. Maybe a player like Jude, and then like a lesser expensive player, still expensive player to bring alongside Jude, depending on where it is on the pitch you need them. Yeah. But I think that's like the silver lining is that the that FSG is looking for investment, and they have the in mind, <clears throat> they have the mindset that they're going to stay there to see this club succeed. Still, I mean, I, I don't know what you think about that, but. Everyone's gonna look at me. Um, I mean, it's, it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. I, when I, I saw that, I thought for your sake, yeah, that's stability what you want. at this moment in time is a good thing. Um, I hope it's a hefty chunk of investment. I think FSG at this point are probably willing to relinquish. Just talking to you, Connor, a good percentage. Break out that checkbook, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You want Jude? Go get him. Um, That's <laughs> <laughs> um, half a billion dollars into yeah. the club. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? But I think it is good. I just think. That money ball style, it's going to stick around, and it's such fine margins when we're playing that, when I'm seeing all these other clubs just kind of... I, mean, I don't think it will, though. Why it's would you, hard, though. Our, why our would, scout, our director of... I forget, direct, Our lead scout, I forget his name. Um, the dude that assembled the team that was successful for a lot, like, he's leaving. He's out the door this summer. And there's a new guy that came in that has been under his like supervision under his wing and is kind of worked his way up to that role. But frankly, he's not that guy. So yeah, but it could be a instance where 
He doesn't have to be that guy. He can be a different guy who comes in and says, we need to get this player in, and FSG has the investment to pay for the player. Yeah. I think they might ditch the money ball system because they're looking at every team that isn't doing that and starting to get successful. Obviously, success comes with trophies, and none of those teams yet have won trophies other than the city. So, I don't know. I think I think money ball style will be thrown. I've out always the loved why, it. Why, why look for? Obviously, they're investing in the stadium. They're probably losing some money for that. But like, why? Other than that, would you look for investment if you're not going to like back the squad? Yeah, I think it is time to. They know it's time. Like they, the the squad has been on. And they kind of started doing it already. For, yeah, Gokpo So it, it's gonna. I think it, it will happen. It won't be. A flurry of players. It'll probably be a two players, three players. All well, you kind of need, though. That's yeah. what I'd rather have it's under your. What it's been, yeah. So, Jalen, we'll see. Talk your shit, big dog. I saw your Instagram story today. I love. I love. I responded. I responded, but I love that it was Mark Aldridge. The King Shit House. I mean, just talking about the game. Obviously, I was at work, so I could only. Pick out a few. So you only here. saw every single second. So of you it missed still? the two deflected goals. <laughs> no, no. So that's like one thing. Like I was at work, so I only watched eighty nine minutes. Only <laughs> <laughs> really texted me fifteen yeah. times. I speak for everyone when I say that's typically how it goes when the game's on at work. But yeah, true. For me, I, I guess I don't know. When it comes to like European nights, just like um, an Anfield is such a crazy like stadium, and definitely the players have said that. Some. I think only Benzema, Benzema and Cruz have played at Anfield. Modric played at Anfield. Did he? Oh, yeah. well, well he, when he was at Spurs. No, 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 when he was at Madrid. He was there when Hamas Rodriguez was there? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I, wow, my ears are off. But anyways, you know, when you're like in those competitions and just like, I would say obviously three out of the five goals were good because oh, obviously yeah. the two deflected ones. But I just feel like we play, we tend to play up when it comes to the European nights. I mean, I think I'm not the only Madrid fan that will say that like, we don't necessarily always look the cleanest when we get those wins. Yes, it was 5-2, but it's not like we're controlling possession like City or Barca. Like A lot of them are counterattack goals. A lot of them are mm -hmm. just on the break, but we get it done, and it looks good. We have the stars, but... European Knights. The European Knights, I don't know. Um, definitely, I was definitely a little down when I... It was 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, starting off with a Nunez back heel is just absolutely absurd. But I mean... <laughs> What a goal. What a goal. We, we Sadly over there. Hey, I'm goal. just happy he's coming into his own. Most defeated what a goal. <laughs> we definitely played up. And, what a goal. Uh, <laughs> I would say that Bernabeu is arguably just as hard to play at as Anfield in comparison to like different countries. Yeah. Especially so. if you're Gareth Bale. <laughs> that's tr that's true. If you're European, if you if, if you're part of the team, if you're, if you're on the team, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you're part of the team, it can also be hard. But um. No, I mean, I'm happy with the win. I was definitely a little nervous going in just because it's Liverpool. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to discredit them because they're eighth in the league. I mean, they can get it done. Also so. a Champions League team that can just turn it on at any minute in the Champions League. I really thought you I, guys would be better going. I in thought it was going to be 3-0. I, like, I, I thought, will say we, we, are, we are the kryptonite because we haven't lost to you guys in no. six matches or eight. Eight, Oof. yeah. <laughs> you, did you yeah. There was the two legs when we played in the group. We got two five oh one zero zero three one three one one zero three zero. It's hard because, <laughs> well, especially with I don't this know why team. we've also been matched up. But a crazy Madrid looks so good today, though. I don't. I well, don't know. Maybe like their defense in the first fifteen minutes was so bad. It was bad, and like just Swiss but. cheese defending. But then they sit in, they break on the counter, they score, 
goal. They score goals no matter what. They can score then, goals like they're turning on a fucking faucet. It was the yeah. what was the counterattack where uh, Courtois threw the ball out to somebody on the wing. It was like three touches and they covered the field in like six seconds, like a, out of absolutely nowhere. And there's a lot of clubs that you could, I guess, argue was that, that the that's fifth the case, goal. It's like Benzema around the keeper. It was. It was no. It was. It ended up being all a near goal. Robertson kicked the ball wide. It was like a crazy latch to last ditch effort. But it, their ability to move up the field and the quality of those oh, guys. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Ancelotti ball. But yeah, Modric break through the middle and then playing Vinny. It was literally like three players. Broke Militao. I was blown away by Militao oh, today. That He's guy. that's From very both sides of the ball too. He can spray passes. He can score. He's an amazing center back. I mean, there's some guys in this team who are, oh. he has like Varane investment type of, cause when he first came, just like when Varane first came, it was Ramos and Pepe and basically didn't really get in like, and then Pepe left and Varane, it was Varane and Mar like Ramos. And then when, Militao came, it was Varane and Ramos, and Varane left, and then Eder Militao got the start. And I know when Rudiger came, that was the whole, like, who's going to start, who's going to leave, like, mm -hmm. that type of thing. Yeah. But yeah. I'm pretty sure Eder Militao is probably one of the best center backs currently in the in world. In the world, yeah. for I mean, sure. You br your roster is – it's crazy. Like, you brought – Kamavinga played very well. I brought Motorich comes on. Kamavinga did play very well. Um, Carvajal came off the bench. Who? No, he was start. He started. Who I came off the bench for Alaba? Doubt Alaba came off. Yeah, I don't remember who he was. Came off whoever him, stepped in can play like anywhere across the back line and was very good. I cannot stand um, Valverde. <laughs> he dropped back in a deeper role and was relentless. Like the dude runs for days. He never but stopped running. Modric played like he was. Modric was phenomenal. I think that's <laughs> the why the free this kick goal to Militao. I'm like, how do you even? It's just it made make it look fucking so, that, that so easy. Piss me all that was annoying. Why do you guys? Why would you go zone defense? We were fucking in a straight. The like Lakers standing dude. behind the wall. You couldn't even see the ball. Like, Why do you guys go zone defense there? I obviously, don't get it. I don't know. Obviously, someone's and we were also standing in Al Allison's six yard box. Like the keeper can claim that ball. It, we can stamp out, step out, and then mark those runs. Like someone's gonna make the fucking run. like everyone's gonna say like, oh, tr like that was like he was next, like Trent was next to Militao, and he saw him go. But like if Trent leaves that spot, he's yeah. messing up yeah. the zone. And we need to not be in a straight line. We need. Three, three, and then at least someone gets near the ball. But it, that like, was literally, bad. when it came in, every single Liverpool defender was like, <laughs> "Oh my <laughs> god!" Darwin did, Darwin did like a worm towards the ball. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but, um, Real Madrid is so difficult to beat because regardless of what you give them, they're very good at it. Like even late late stages of the game, you guys held possession on us. We couldn't take the ball off you. So like, whether you're hitting on the counter or a team sits sits deeper. And uh, you, Real Madrid has to break them down with possession and tiki taka. Like they'll do either. So give them either. They're yeah. still going to score goals. This, they're they're really obviously most beatable in a final when there's only one game. But over two legs, especially, this is a team that's going to be for me next to impossible to break so down. Deep. They're my Champions League favorites by far. Chuamani was. Too many wasn't even was on the sick. field. And they yeah, I don't like think that. he's played the last two games. He's been messed up. Silver lining, too, if Barcelona end up winning La Liga. Who gives a shit? We won Champions League. That what have you done for me lately? <laughs> you got that coming next week for uh, Copa. Copa. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's we're going to lose be... so bad. <laughs> you think you're not feeling good about that result? So we don't. Today. Well, yeah, no, okay. It's, it's different. With I don't know. Barcelona is a different gravy this, like, I, I right now. I saw a uh, comment on the Real Madrid win, and it was, like, it was something about... Uh, Real Madrid, like England's kryptonite, and but then it was like Barca, uh, Real Madrid's kryptonite. So it is. Yeah. I mean, the last well, I was with you. We were here at the house when the, we, you guys went to go get food. Yeah. and came back and it was three zero. Oh, and I was just like, God, I was yeah. like, what we are we? Do? What I was literally just watching, so angry. I was like, what is happening? I have to become a but uh, 
that's uh I did kind of want to did kind of want to get out of you a little bit a little bit of Premier League shit talking though I you know this is a this is no I, no, no I mean I've I don't really have hey I'd have a tough time arguing against the results that they've had against Premier League teams I I, I can argue Real Madrid's defense I don't know if I can argue against I don't know like what if Valencia went against Leicester and they just got absolutely pieced like right. I can't like yeah you're, you're looking at the best team and one of the best teams in Spain for if, yeah for, versus even though, like I said, it is Liverpool who are currently in bad form. Like, I don't know how they'd play against City right now. I know we beat them last year off some miraculous-ass shit, but, mm, yeah. I mean, they're still the best team in the world. So. I'm sure uh, that'll get set up next round of knockouts. I'm I'm just, sure I just City love that Mark Holbrook tweeted it, like, so early on. Like, so within funny. minutes. In, like, in, like moments 20 minutes later. of the game, it's like... <laughs> And then, yeah. he, did you see he the next? The did you see, did you see the next tweet he said about that? And he said, "This is what <laughs> happens when you, uh, when a mid-table Premier League team tries to tries, tries to uh, represent us in the Champions League." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, uh, <laughs> you can't do that!" Hey, like, Dude, I wish I saw him like live on his Twitch stream because he always says the funniest shit. It's he, unbelievable that he's going to represent them at this level, and they're not even going to be able to get a result like that. Un- oh my God, it's unbelievable! <laughs> Why is a Manchester United here right now with Ten Hag? Yeah. We'd be destroying them. <laughs> You Unbelievable! Show doesn't Who have a course? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Harry Potter character. Oh my god, it's too good. He's a legend, bro. He's the goat. <laughs> are, are Madrid your favorite? Your favorites in Champions League? It's early days right now, but I mean, for me, it's. I have to think about who's going to beat them. Bayern, maybe City. Yeah. Bayern. I'm not even that convinced of Bayern this season. Like I would say, City would be Bayern. Just exists. That's, That's all true. they do. They're just <laughs> That's true. They're, they're the, their best quality. They're, they're the German side of like just show up with suitcases and then get the job done yeah. and go home. Yeah, it's. But I don't think they're. They need to be in like the best best of form in order to win this. UCL, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Bundesliga title race is insane. Really quickly, I will jump over while, while we're talking about Bayern. Yeah, right. Bayern, the top three teams all have 43 points apiece. Fourth place, SC Freiburg has 40. And then even Leipzig and, and Frankfurt in five and six, they have 39, 38. Is it Dortmund, Bayern? Um, Bayern, Dortmund, Union Berlin, shout out, Berlin. and SC Freiburg in the it's top It's crazy four. that they've held that form the entire season. Man. What a fun league! They'll I finish mean, the season with forty three. It's good. It's good to see. <laughs> it's good to see uh, Bundesliga sort of back on track. Yeah. I don't think we think that Javier Garcia is going to get Leeds back on track, though. I think we were largely pretty skeptical. Is about that like confirmed? Yeah, it's yeah. done. Oh yeah. yeah, as long as the visa goes through. Yeah, there's right. he's subject to a work permit, and it, the <laughs> the contract is called considered flexible. I don't know. What the no fuck one's that ever means. had to work he's so hard for to free. go yeah. coach Leeds. Does that mean if we're like paying he you, we're paying you per game? All right. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean if like he does bad, he can just kind of like walk out the door? Like he I'm gets yeah. supported if he does. <laughs> I it don't. Goes I feel like this guy is not long term, but his, his previous stints don't look long term. Um, I mean, he's no, it's a weird one. former prime manager at Watford. He was there for about like season and a half, I believe. That's what it was. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't think he's the, the guy to get it done. I think Leeds will rely on the style of play they have been relying on, especially after they sacked Jesse Marsh. They had a lot of high energy, a lot of feistiness about them. Uh, they have quality players to do it. I yeah, hope that, they stay up for that, the sake of the players that they have. That but stinky midget. Nanto, <laughs> I can't stand him, dude. And Yantar, I'm not the only one that thinks that he is such a menace on the field. He is a he's menace. Up. You yeah. see him with Seamus Coleman the other day, like at the end of the game, yeah. and he's just like laughing. And How can you hate yeah. that and have but fucking so Rudiger? On ja, the team, ja, what do you guys think of Javi? I, I think Leeds have fucking butchered it. I, I mean, with, with the sacking of Marsh, not who I would have gone and with. I, I would say that's bias aside. I don't think there's enough in this team where they can recover, especially with some of those teams that are down at the bottom with them. Like, 
I I think they're they're fucked. I think leagues yeah. are fucked. That's how I'd sum this up. But yeah, I'll let you guys give your takes. I, I'm I'm all good. With I'm that. yeah. I'm completely <laughs> Dude, in agreement. They're 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 in for a tough. This was uh, a bad one. What are the second. players thinking? You think right now? Are they like yo? It's probably come disarray, on, guys. I, granted, it seems like a tight knit unit. Maybe they all do get along well, and there's a great off field relationship. I can definitely see that being the case, but. Like, I, this wasn't a signing that inspires a whole lot of no vitriol. Like bad news yeah, bears. Right. Like it's kind of just put the players out there and hope yeah, for the best. I think that's right. what we're gonna see. Who He's, knows? Good news for Everton. If you're an Everton fan, you're like, and they're getting results yeah, too. Like, yeah, I mean, Dice at Everton is like you win two games in a row. Leeds, you're all of a sudden, you're in like tenth. Put leads <laughs> next to them. You're like, nah, yeah. nah, I mean, we're not matching up. So I don't, I don't think this is good news. Hopefully this this by the end of the season leads are like sixth and we're just all eating our words. We probably will imagine. Be. Yeah. We, we probably will be. Hell but also like no. This Hell is like, no. I don't know. Now it sounds like small club business. They can't even just sign the fucking guy. They got all yeah, these terms right. and conditions. Right. That's they got to fly him in in some luggage. Yeah. Get him in like it's uh, our movie Argo. They got to fly out of the. Anyway, how are the weekend guys? Who are we going? You got to go first. Okay. You I have one, right? I have two. You have two. Well, you have two. Pick one. <laughs> well, I'm you gonna, got two. Then, I, then shout two. Arteta going like. This was a howler. That was mine. <laughs> oh. while, while you can, while people might be like, "Oh, well, that's not really a howler. It's more of just being an asshole." I think that goes in the same category. I think he was being a dickhead. So, um, oh, dude, but it was it was funny, but worse, it was also, worse. but also like you're being a dickhead. Yeah. Every gunner is a runner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you go up to him and he's not doing that. You go up and get in his face, he's not going to be doing that in your face. Mm, man, that guy gets my blood <laughs> boiling. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah. that was efficient. You got mine out of the way as yeah. well. It was definitely Arteta going. I won't. Like I, I won't go two. Just you no. Go. Pick two. Say two because that would have no, been. I'm going to so. take somebody else's. I just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're out here sharpening the power of the weekends. I don't think I have one. I can't think of any. Like I'm mind blanking so bad. Can right? I give you one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me say mine first. You say yours first. Mine is just going to be city driving points. Uh, love it. Like, can't love do it. that, man. Like, Arsenal, sure, they went and saw out the result, but City, you, you get some momentum, take a game off them with ease. Like, they were so close to, to, like, really creating what you would consider is enough separation for City for the rest of the season, but. Frump God, Steve Cooper, getting that getting that result when yeah. you need to. And also Arsenal pulling a win from the clutches of defeat in just a few minutes. That uh, Shout out to Arsenal this weekend, honestly, Literally. for getting a win. Could have used so. that last season, City, yeah. but fucking couldn't find right. it, huh? It's I feel weird. like the obvious one is Nick Pope. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to say. Uh, but it's like almost, you know, it's almost What'd you call him? Nick, Nick Porp. Porp. <laughs> That's just what his name is. It's not right. P-O-R-P. P-O-R-P. Barp. Yeah. No, you, that was we, just... What are you talking about? It's like, like that's how you pr- pronounce it. Like, oh. Nick Porp. Like, They do not say Nick Porp. Oh, no. That made me think of, like... one commentator that said this. I thought you were getting at, like, Nick, like, porpoise or something. Because he was, like, trying to fucking swim to get the ball. Like, dude. I don't know why the judgment... That's where your mind That's literally... I thought you were, like, shortening it. And I was like... Guys, he's like a porpoise. Don't you get it? He tried to swim towards the ball. I don't know yeah. what the judgment on these goalkeeper long balls are. But yeah. Holy shit. That was a funny one. But yeah. it's the, the lone spot on his diaper for the season, I would say. It's been yeah. otherworldly pretty Doesn't good campaign. Doesn't quite need to change <laughs> spot on his diaper. Old porp. <laughs> Gents, that's it. That wraps us up. Guys, thank you for joining us. Bye-bye now. Thank you for joining the Howlers podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe. Don't forget to check out our link tree and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube. See you all soon. Bye-bye.